0: Hi everyone, Denise Dunn speaking. Here is this week's C3 Centricity blog post. Are you still using the marketing four Ps? Then move to the improved seven Qs. Marketing is a great profession. I've worked in or with marketing teams for almost my whole career. From the outside, others see marketers as those who come to work late and seem to party all night. They're always watching TV or jetting off to exotic places to talk about advertising. For people working in operations or finance, marketers just don't seem to be doing a very serious job. They're always having too much fun. I'm sure you've heard such comments. Well, as you yourself know, marketing is fun, but it's also a lot of hard work, often close to 24-7 on many occasions. So, does all that hard work pay off? Not always, in my opinion. And why? Because marketers don't always ask the right questions. If you work in marketing, you already know that the five P's people, place, product, price, and promotion have a problem. The problem with them is that when you find an issue with one of them that needs your attention, You know the what, but you don't know the how to solve it. So I suggest you work with my seven cues instead. Each question explains not only what to check, but why. And if you can't immediately answer any of them, then perhaps you need to do a little more work and a little less partying. Question one. Who are your customers? The first P stands for people. And often that is taken to be, do you know to whom you are selling? The answer is always yes, and that's accepted as sufficient. Instead, ask yourself who your customers are. Now, I don't just mean their demographics. I mean who they are really, what, where and how they use or consume your brand, and especially the why of their attitudes and behaviours. If you can't give all these answers about your customers, then you're in serious trouble. If you want to learn more about this, then I suggest you read the other post, 12 Things You Need to Know About Your Target Consumer. And in it, you'll get more details on defining your customer persona. Question 2 How are your customers changing? Hopefully you answered question one without any hesitation. You did, didn't you? And it's great that you know a lot about your customers. But people change. Are you following how your customers are changing? Are you keeping up with them and their new opinion, needs and desires? Do you know the impact of the latest trends and technologies on your customers' behaviours? Do you know how these changes may alter your market in 5, 10, or even 20 years from now? There are countless examples of brands that have disappeared because they didn't keep up with the changing needs of their customers. Kodak, who didn't understand the impact of digital photography. Borders bookstores, who didn't get into e-books. Motorola, once the leader in smartphones, who didn't embrace new communications technology. Sony, who resisted MP3 and lost the portable music player market that they had led for years. And Blockbuster, who survived the transition from VHS to DVD, but failed to adapt to consumers' demand for home delivery. The easiest way to be ready for any future changes is to prepare for them by developing future scenarios. How many possible future customer changes have you already prepared for? Question three. What does your brand stand for? Now I don't mean its marketing identity or slogan. I mean how your customers or your competitors' customers would describe it, its image. Is it strong and consistent? Does it align precisely with its identity or the positioning you want today? Do you follow the developments in its image regularly? Do you adapt your advertising and promotions to strengthen its desired image and eliminate negative changes before they impact your brand's image? Is it authenticated by your customers' experiences with the brand? It should be a direct reflection of your brand's internal identity and promise. You should be able to describe your brand in one or at most a couple of sentences using the words and ideas you want it to stand for. Like these. McDonald's offers quick, convenient, family-oriented and fun, casual dining. BIC. Disposable pens, lighters and razors offer high-quality products at affordable prices, convenient to purchase and convenient to use. Question 4. How are sales and distribution? Now I don't just mean the totals, I mean the local specificities, the regional differences and anomalies. Do you know why they occur? Do these differences result from cultural differences, alternative traditions or usage, historical reasons, or just distributor practices? Even if you work in marketing and not sales, understanding weekly, monthly and annual trends all mean increased understanding of your customers and their differences. If you don't know why your brand is doing better in some regions than others, then you're probably missing opportunities for growth. Always play to your strengths and correct your weaknesses as soon as they are identified. Question 5. Do you know what your brand is worth? Now here I don't mean how much it costs to manufacture or to distribute. I mean how is it valued by the end user? How does your brand's value compare to its current price? Incorrect pricing could mean that you're leaving money on the table. If you're priced lower than your customer's perceived value of it, you could be asking for more. If you are priced above the perceived value of your potential customers, you're stopping many new customers from buying into your offer as they don't think you're worth the price. Either way, you could be earning more and possibly selling more as well. Question 6. Are you using the right channels for your communications? Many marketing plans are still just a rehash of last year's, especially when it comes to advertising and promotions. With today's huge array of media opportunities, both on and offline, it is important to choose the most appropriate ones for your customers. If you answered question one completely, then you will know which ones they are currently using most often. And if you are also able to answer question two, you'll know how these are changing or likely to change in the future. Wasting money with outdated media plans and channels no longer used by your customers is still one of the biggest challenges of marketing. Make sure it's not yours. For a fun piece on the topic, check out 10 signs your CEO has an outdated view of marketing on HubSpot. It's a fun read. Question 7. Is your messaging consistent and complementary? Answering question 3 means you know what you want to stand for and the image you want to portray. Image metrics will tell you which of them need to be boosted depending upon the desired changes you want to make? Do you want to attract new customers, support current customers, or develop your image in a certain direction? Appropriate analysis of your image data will give you all the information you need to adapt your messaging and strengthening the positioning you have chosen for it. For more details on image analysis, check out the section in my latest book, Winning Customer Centricity. So, there you have them, the seven questions that I believe will bring you greater results than just using the marketing five Ps. What do you think? Next time you review your brand's performance, why not give the seven Qs a try? They will provide you with a clearer picture of your brand's current and future development opportunities and, more importantly, will identify the actions you need to take to progress its growth. Well, that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening for once instead of just reading my blog posts. Do leave a comment either on C3 Centricity or iTunes. And don't forget to say you like it if you did appreciate it. Always helps rankings. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Goodbye.